Blurred Lines, Emails, and Waffle Makers, all on today's episode of The Booterverse. Hey everybody, welcome to the Booterverse. On today's show, we've got some great news stories for you. Sonny Crooks is going to be here to talk about music. Judy Scheinbaum answers his questions. And of course, we've got some Booter thoughts for you, all on today's episode of the Booterverse. Booter. Today's episode of the Booterverse is brought to you by Mobile Homes. Mobile Homes, surely the chariots of the lower class. Booter. And now for news in my orbit. It doesn't get any more ironic than a new study that suggests there are too many studies. The results were delayed several years because the investigators were too busy studying other studies to work on their own. According to the paper, the sheer volume of research is slowing down scientific and academic progress because important findings tend to get lost in the glut. It also highlighted some other problems, including a high prevalence of repetitive strain injury and liver damage among researchers. It was theorized that these issues result from large numbers of researchers turning to things such as online gaming and bourbon instead of dealing with the daunting task of studying more studies. One university professor recounted that he had lost his ability to locate his desk due to the mountains of studies, and that he had taken on a Sherpa to help him plow through. Do you realize how difficult it is to get a grant for a Sherpa? A Sherpa, he complained. And where do you put the yak? Some scholars suggest a potential solution to the problem lies in increasing graduate-level servitude and having them read through all the crap. Keeping these students, however, might prove difficult. At one university, numerous newly recruited females and a few males simply walked out. And one of them said, Working with studies? I thought they said studlies. Screw this. The authors of the new study in question say that more study is needed to determine what the best recommendation on studies would be. They estimate the results should be available in about 15 years. Turning to technology, no stranger to huge contracts and gaping holes in the budget, the U.S. government is struggling to come up with the cash to cover their proposed buyout of every vaguely suggestive internet domain name. The purpose wasn't clear until we here at the Booterverse did some investigating. We found that the dodgy domain names will be used to issue email addresses that government officials and employees will actually be willing to use. One Capitol Hill worker said, A Senate.gov email is so unsexy. It makes me sound like a real drag. I've been using SenateStallion at Nuts.biz for three years now and I love it. I use it for all my correspondence. A government attorney who wished to remain anonymous but uses the email poptortxxx at dreampie.com says she has found people actually respond to her faster than when she uses her official email. Well, at least the guys do, she said. When asked about security concerns, most are unfazed, saying everybody wants greater transparency in government anyway, so what's the big deal? Oddly enough, one U.S. representative was trying to be the voice of reason. It's too porny, he said. Transparency does not refer to lingerie. That's dirty, disgusting, and un-American. Unless, of course, it's being worn by Joni Ernst. 
An insider of the negotiations said that most high-level government officials were not necessarily in favor of the move, but were worried that they would have a widespread mutiny on their hands if they started cracking down on the use of outside email accounts. The president, however, appears to be ready to do whatever it takes to push the big deal through, but only if he gets dibs on Black Hawk Down at BigO.com. In world news, the reign of terror in France appears to be over. A yogurt price-fixing cartel has finally been brought down. According to an investigation by the French Competition Authority, dairy bosses colluded over unfiltered cigarettes and black coffee, meeting in hazy back rooms and large armoires all over the country. This, of course, included one walk-in cooler at the iconic Parisian café, Orchien Kifoum. They hatched secret deals in hotel rooms and on special phone lines created to avoid detection. A high-level executive from YoPlay used a special cell phone paid for by the yogurt manufacturer but couldn't be traced to him in any way. It was instead registered to a cat purported to reside in Calais. The cartel was born out of desperation over rising milk and packaging costs. One executive even linked it to Wall Street in 1929. People were jumping out of windows and into vats of unpasteurized cow juice. It was insanity. The ring was discovered by some employees of General Mills, which acquired a majority share of YoPlay in 2011. Once they had found it out, a sting was organized. A cadre posing as representatives of the Count Chocula brand set up a meeting with the yogurt bosses, claiming they wanted in on the deal. One of the undercover operatives gushed, you haven't seen drama until you've seen a serial guy wearing a wire. When faced with the evidence, YoPlay agreed to cooperate in bringing down the cartel in exchange for immunity from charges. The other yogurt companies are facing penalties, including stiff fines. And as for the Borgias of breakfast, they say they have reformed. It was a wild run, one said, but I guess we've already soured on the culture of crime. And that's been it for News in My Orbit. Today's episode of the Booterverse is brought to you by email accounts. Email accounts. What? Wait, you, you sent me an email yesterday? I, I didn't get it. I, I didn't get it. Buddha. Welcome back. It's now that time where Judy Scheinbaum answers our guests' questions on The Last Lung with Judy. Judy, are you ready to take over? Well, of course I am, sweetheart. I've only been doing this a couple dozen times. I'm happy to go. Let's rock and roll. I am sitting here with Sunny Crooks. Sunny, love to see you again. How's it going, Judy? It's good to see you. I always enjoy our visits. Sunny, I enjoy our visits too, if you know what I mean. Mm. <laughs> well, that, we, we weren't supposed to talk about that on the podcast. Listen, sweetheart, enough said. So you have some questions for me? Shoot. Yeah. I'm going to be talking about music. Uh, music's kind of my main passion. and Sweetheart, and, I thought I was your main passion. Well, I mean, I, I mean, not a person passion. Oh, not, I not, see. Not, not in that sense. Oh, I see. Music is my, is my main passion. It's what I talk about. And when I meet somebody new, uh, my first curiosity about them is, is generally what music they listen to, what their favorite band is or musician is. What about you? What is your favorite musician or band? Well, sweetheart, there's so many great musicians out there, but I've actually been a big fan of the Roots crew. I love the Roots. They're wonderful. That quest love has my heart. Ooh. They are fantastic. So, so you watch Jimmy Fallon ever? Sweetheart, I watch all the late night guys. I love them. All the late night guys on TV or? Sweetheart, no comment. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. We weren't supposed to talk about that. Exactly. All right. Um, have you ever had any technological 
trouble and and what did what did you what did you do about it sweetheart i think people know i'm a technological whiz every tuesday i go down to the karaoke club and they say judy fix us up and i tell you what i make sure all of the songs run so smoothly they love me technology a-okay speaking of karaoke what what is your go-to for me prince prince is my karaoke go-to i, I love do you like love a little karaoke. purple rain oh absolutely you know, and any prints that they have on in their book and their little uh, falling apart booklet that they have that the karaoke person has. What what is your what is your go to karaoke? Well, I think people also know that I am very much akin to the Mariah Carey. So her duet with a certain Justin Bieber. I love that song. All I want for Christmas, and I sing it all the time myself, and myself. I duet with myself. I love it. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. I like that answer. I hadn't thought about that. Of course. Why would you do it with anybody else? I love myself. Mwah. Speaking of that, how's how's the the hunt for love with 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 Eliza? And what how's that going? My daughter is as always as single as a sailor on Christmas Day. She cannot find a man. Sunny, oh wait, Sunny, are you single? I'm not, actually. Sonny, sweetie, listen. I've got... Who would not want to be a relative of me? That is the best-selling point I've heard so far. Hello, mother-in-law. <laughs> that is... I, I'm almost convinced. Almost convinced. But I'm, I'm curious. Have you ever tried um, online dating? For myself? Uh, for for yourself. or I mean, there there's lots of different services out there. There's... Um, you know, Match.com, there's Christian Mingle, there's Tinder, the last two being the most reputable among them. Sweetheart, them. have you heard of a temple? That's the only dating service I need. Next. <laughs> Listen, sweetie, we've only got time for one more question. What's it going to be? Make it a good one. Okay, Um, because I know I know you care about Eliza, and, and, and she's I really do. dear. She's my blood. She's dear to your heart, and, and she's, she's a great girl. I've met her several times. I met her outside earlier. Um, Wait, she's outside? She never comes in. <laughs> Wait, hello. She's out downstairs. I've been calling her cell phone all day. She doesn't respond. She's just downstairs. Actually, I feel really bad because I told her I would not mention that that I talked to her outside. She she did not want to let. She didn't want. I'm gonna stop talking. Actually, um, if you could pick one uh, celebrity or or uh, radio or TV or you know whatever personality that's famous for Eliza to, to be with her for the rest of her life and, and give her some TLC, some tender love and care. Who would you pick? Would it be Ryan Gosling or George Clooney or uh, Rosie O'Donnell? Who would, who would it be? I think I might have to go with Mario Lopez. I love him. And that work he does with the Miss America and the beauty pageants, it's just, it's very heartwarming. So, Eliza, sweetie, let's get you set up with Mario. It'll be wonderful. Well, sweeties, that's been it for The Last Lug with Judy. I love you all. Mwah. And we'll be right back, right after this. Buddha. Today's episode of The Buddhaverse is brought to you by e-cigarettes. E-cigs. Sure, why don't you walk through the mist of that vapor and tell yourself that you're actually doing something healthy. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Booterverse podcast. I am sitting here with podcaster and music aficionado, Sonny Crooks. Sonny, it's great to have you on the show. 
Thank you for having me on, Emery. I really appreciate it. Of course. Um, I feel like it, it, I've been on the podcast once before. That was a, an early episode. Indeed. Well, you um, guys were an early supporter of me, and I, of course, am a continued supporter of what you guys are doing. Yeah. There's a lot going on in music right now. There are some lines out there. Are they blurred? Are they solid? What's going on? Somebody needs to turn up the focus on these lines for sure um, because they are definitely blurred. Um, we've just... Uh, gotten um you know the verdict on the blurred lines case uh that was brought up by the gay family so um, they were gay blurred lines well the family that that uh that brought up the case is gay well they are gay oh, they are I, gays they're gays so marvin gays family oh i see so they weren't they were a kind of gay they were a kind of gay definitely with uh, an e with an e yeah. ah. gay with an e oh so is that like a french gay ah uh, yes gay yay mm, uh, that I love doesn't that. really work it doesn't <laughs> but i love where you're um, going with that though yeah but so just a little background on this case um the uh, marvin gays family and uh sort of the uh, trustees of the gay estate, um, that is uh, uh, Janice and Nona Gay, uh, his daughters, um, sued uh, one Robin Thicke and Pharrell uh, over the song Blurred Lines. Not uh, over the big hat. Not over the big hat, although somebody needs to do something about that. Maybe if uh, Pharrell had to pay $7.5 million to wear the hat, uh, he wouldn't wear it. He and could hide $7.5 million under that hat. hat. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a big hat. It um, is a big hat. That's funny. But uh, I, would a big hat. I would imagine most people are pretty familiar with the song. It was the definitely the biggest song of 2013. Uh, it was all over the place, kind of spearheaded by this music video with half-naked women and, and just sort of uh, uh, conspicuous goings on. Uh, I think that that kind of gave it a, a big popularity boost. Um, do you think the gays were upset because they weren't in the video? Mm. Or do you mm. think there were some gays in the video? Maybe so. I, I don't know. I haven't looked at the casting or, or anything like that, but it's, it's very possible. Because I could see why they would want to sue if they weren't in the video. Mm. It, was a big, it was a big video. Maybe they just wanted, wanted to be more in the public light, uh, you know, bringing back the... The memory of their father. I don't know. Could um, be. But what happened basically is the gay family listened to this song and decided that um, it was far too close uh, to their father's song, Got to Give It Up. And, and Got to Give It Up was a hit song, uh, I believe, in 1969 or at least in, you know, around that time. Um, and they said, you know, this is this is too close. This is too close to the original song and this is not OK. Uh, and so they sued them for... Um, damages to the family um to the estate uh and basically the verdict came out and said all right you guys win 7.5 million dollars paid to the family uh for this song that was written so now what do we do with the future of music is this going to stymie artists who want to produce a certain kind of music well i think in best case scenario um if people are going to start suing left and right um for inspiration and things like that it's going to push artists to try to be more original and produce things that you know aren't necessarily copies of other things i mean if you look at the music industry right now you see a lot of stuff inspired by you know 80s and even 70s i mean if you look at the popularity of daft punk's album last year and another song that pharrell wrote happy i mean it's steeped in you know, 70s and 60s soul and things like that. And so on one hand, it's a little unfair to say that you can't pull inspiration from the past. 
because that's going to stymie uh, creativity. But at the same time, it could possibly push artists to be a little bit more original in their songwriting, which could bring about, you know, a new, um, a revival of, of, or not a revival, but a completely new genres and, and ideas in popular music. But speaking of the future, let's talk about 2015. We're in it. We're, we're here. in it. It's here. And I'm really, really excited about the stuff that's going to be coming out this year. There's a lot of um, people talking about um, different uh, albums that might end up being big hits and uh, people who haven't released music in a while. But first of all, I'm, I'm curious with you, is there a particular artist that, that you enjoy that you haven't heard from in a while um, that you'd like to hear from in 2015? Because there's a there's a good possibility that they could be coming out with something. I mean, this is this seems to be the time for artists to be coming back and, and releasing that one album that everybody's been waiting for. I think people know that I'm a big Aaron Neville fan. Mm, Aaron Neville. Aaron Neville is a, a big inspiration to me. Actually, the Booterverse is completely patterned on his songs. Oh, I did not know that. I'm going to have to go back and listen to all the episodes again and to, to maybe pick up on some of that underneath the, the surface, uh, you know, inspiration. You I know, no I, don't, I don't know much, mm -hmm. but I know that he's in there somewhere. Mm. I was going to try to do an Aaron Neville singing. I don't know much. Uh, <laughs> so is Aaron Neville coming back? Is he is the Nevster, the Neverino, the Neverama coming back? I don't know, but I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look into that. Uh, but another uh, hugely uh, popular uh, singer is slated to be coming back, and that's one Adele. Whoa, the yeah. British bombshell! Absolutely, and we haven't heard from Adele in a while. Last I heard, she was smoking, uh, just messing up that voice, and hopefully she doesn't uh, lose the you know go Whitney Houston on us too quickly. Uh, Do you think the sky fell uh, on her? I think maybe she she was smoking. She set fire to the rain, oh. and she's been re rehabilitating so far Ooh. for a while. Um, but yeah, we haven't heard from her since uh, her last album, Twenty One, which was of course just an international huge, huge hit, and it had so many songs come from it that were she know. won more Grammys than the Octomom. Mm, absolutely, and uh, but yeah, so um, she's slated to be uh, working on a new album that's that's set to come out in 2015. So I'm really excited about that. And I imagine a lot of other people will too. It's not necessarily what um, we usually talk about in my podcast, uh, Imaginary Sounds. We're, we tend to be more on the um, underground persuasion, as it were, indie. I've had you know. some underground persuasion oh, before. Oh, what's, what's happened under there? Well, <laughs> if I have to tell you, you haven't been persuaded. Uh, uh and uh, we don't usually talk about that stuff, but, you know, we talk about, you know, stuff that's not on the on the radio, but that doesn't mean we're snobs or elitists or anything like that. There's a place for pop. Maybe not in your podcast, but there is a place for pop. Absolutely. I mean, I enjoyed Taylor Swift's 1989 album just as much as, as you know, that 16-year-old who just got her first car and was jamming on the way to school every morning with it. I haven't shown my navel since... <laughs> my navel has not been seen since the release of her album i are, won't do it you can't make me are you talking about citrus fruit my belly button oh your belly button gotcha i haven't cleaned my belly button since 1989 probably pretty linty mm. actually no i don't i don't know if it's a genetic thing but i just don't get lint in my belly button do you have an audi maybe that would i don't i don't know there's like a barrier uh, mm. across my belly button or something it's invisible uh, like I'm gonna, a force field. Yeah. Uh, it's I'm like gonna... the Death Star when they had the... <laughs> Nothing's getting in my belly button. My navel is the Death Star. 
That's a fantastic song title. Um, so Adele's coming back. Who else? Another, um, you know, sort of area of, of music that I, I'm not necessarily usually as excited about, but um, coming from the hip-hop side of things this year, it, it's it's looking really, really exciting. I mean, Drake just released a new album that's, that's getting a lot of good buzz. Um, and uh, also... Um, Kendrick Lamar, who released an album a couple of years ago uh, under the title Good Kid, Mad City, um, which was, you know, he, he kind of came out of nowhere with this album and, and got a, a lot of buzz and, and people are really getting into him. And a lot of people even call that album a modern classic. I mean, you know, critics especially. Um, but uh, he's slated to release a new album this year uh, titled To Pimp a Butterfly, which I'm... I've in- done this once, and it is very difficult uh, to get payment. So. It's 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 to get them out of their cocoons. That's the hardest part. Right uh, to have them come out of their shell. Then once they spread their wings and they're beautiful, then it's trying to get you know the recompense from that situation. Sure, and getting the money from it too. Like when you know when they complete their services, you know you, you got to make sure you get the money. Indeed, I imagine to pimp a butterfly is going to become the new uh, herding cats, possibly. Oh, what were you doing yesterday? Well, I was pimping some butterflies. Mm. I just couldn't get it done. I, it was like to, it was like pimping a butterfly. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's slated to come out in late March. And so, if you're at all interested in hip hop, um, Kendrick Lamar takes from all of the classics. I mean, just as much Tupac as he is Biggie. Um, you know, N.W.A. and the New York side of things. I mean, uh, the man is an amazing uh, MC and and has a lot of great producers behind him. And so I'm also excited. There's going to be a lot of socioeconomic um, commentary on this because um, the album cover, if you look that up online, um, it's a group of uh, people uh, sort of gathered in front of the White House sort of... um, just kind of partying and it seems interesting what he's trying to say by that and nothing that he does is ever uh, shallow uh so it's I'm, I'm interested to see what he's trying to say by say like making that the album cover is it safe to say that there will be no actual lyrics about butterflies mm. i imagine there will be like one or two uh but it, I think the title's probably just going to be there just to... I feel like this album might be the biggest letdown of 2015, not because the music's not good, but because there will actually be no references to butterflies being pimped out. Mm. I'm, I'm hoping in the liner notes maybe there's uh, instructions for how to pimp a butterfly. Moving from pimping some butterflies, what else do we mm-hmm. have coming? Um, so other than that, uh, I'm just going to go through a couple of things. Uh, uh, Frank Ocean, another uh, sort of newcomer to this newcomer in the sense that like he's only been around for the past, uh, you know, uh, less than a decade at least. Um, but uh, our, any relation to Billy Ocean? I don't think so. Although it would be awesome to have a Billy Ocean Frank Ocean track where where he collaborates with him. That would be awesome. Uh, but Frank Ocean is more on the R&B side of, of hip-hop, although he usually has, uh, you know, uh, rappers, uh, guest on his tracks. Um, but he released uh, Channel Orange last, which was also another album that uh, critics were calling, a, you know, sort of a modern masterpiece uh, that just came out of left field and just every track, track after track, was just steeped in this R&B goodness that pulls influences from, you know, people like uh, Stevie Wonder, even um so i'm really excited to see what he does next uh, on his new album also um most excited about and this is a point of contention i'm sure for a lot of people 
Uh, a lot of people dislike this guy, uh, and I happen to think that he's one of uh, popular culture's greatest anti-heroes. That's one Kanye West. Ah, the Wester, um, the Westerino. Yeah, Jesus, um, who uh, sort of built up a little bit of controversy in the way that he does uh, by jumping on stage at the Grammys and sort of stealing the spotlight from uh, one Beck uh, when he won Album of the Year for his right. album Morning Phase. Which, let's be honest, I was glad that Beck was back in 2014. It was great to see him, and yeah. I, I was glad. I, I love that album. As I always say, Sad Beck is back. Yes, absolutely. And Sad Beck is, is some it's of the... It's the best Beck. Yeah, it's the best Beck. Uh, and, you know, that... And the thing to to realize about Kanye is, like, you know, he knows that he's pushing people's buttons. And that's, that's part of the shtick. That's... I mean, he has records to sell, and and he knows very well that um, there is no such thing as bad press. And so when you have a new album coming out, he's going to stir up the pot any way that he can. Um, He's got a new album coming out called So Help Me God. Now, uh, he's already released one track from that uh, called All Day, um, and, you know, that got quite a bit of buzz. But this album is is set to pull from the um, a lot of inspiration from Drake. Um, and he's come basically right on to the right out and said that, you know, this is where I'm coming. This is where I'm pulling my inspiration. Whereas in the past, he's always looked up to people like Jay-Z. I mean, one of his best friends um, for inspiration. And, and they've sort of had this uh, interesting sort of uh, rivalry. But at the same time, it's a very um, there's healthy no animosity. There. There's no animosity. It's a healthy competition, um, which always is, is interesting because it inspires really good art and it inspires really good you know, things in general, even in sports. I mean, healthy competition is great. Um, but no word on when that album is going to be coming out and if uh, uh, his best friend Jay-Z's wife's last album is any indication, it's probably just going to fall in our laps when we least expect it. Um, of course, most people know her album, Beyonce, last year uh, came out in a complete surprise act. Uh, nobody expected and it just dropped on us and uh, it ended up being an amazing album. So... Hopefully the same thing happens with, with Kanye. Well, I support all of that. You know, at this point in the show, we open up the mic to you, sir, to say whatever you want. You've said wonderful things about music, what we can expect in the upcoming year, and I am excited as you are excited, and I hope people are as well after listening to your thoughts and critiques on some of the things that are upcoming in the Marvin Gaye situation. But, sir, the mic is yours. Yeah, um, another thing that you should definitely be excited for, hopefully— um, is the return of Imaginary Sounds uh, Music Podcast, which is the uh, podcast that myself uh, and my very good friends uh, Ben and Jacob uh, have. And uh, we've been on hiatus for a little bit. I mean, life things come up, and um, uh, but we're going to start very soon, and we're going to have those new episodes up, so I want everybody to be on the lookout for that. If you could move to a pea city, where would you go? Oh, P-City, um, Paris. Mm. I would go to Paris. You know where I would go? Sure. Where? Punxsutawney. Punxsutawney. How do you spell that, Emery? Uh, I'm not a... People <laughs> People know the booter is many things, but a speller he is not. Mm. It doesn't matter how many advanced degrees you have, my friend. You can still spell worth crap. <laughs> I don't even know that you I just, could spell that. You just seem like somebody who may have won a couple of spelling bees. I, I don't know. I'm just... I'm not going to brag about it. Third third grade was a good year for me. Yeah. Third grade. <laughs> I've only won a geography B. That was pretty awesome. Do you know which country and or state you won on? Do you remember? I don't remember. It was uh, a Middle Eastern country. I remember that. But 
I don't remember specific. Maybe Uzbekistan. I don't know. Possibly. The Uzbeks. Those are good people. Oh, they are. Absolutely. I always remember them because of that. Um, but yeah, so that that's really all I want to push. And also, if you want to, you know, catch up on our uh, older episodes so you can be uh, in the know and, and you know, kind of get an idea of our uh, personalities and the things that we talk about, um, definitely check us out on iTunes. It's uh, I-M-G-N-R-Y-S-N-D-S. That's Imaginary Sounds. Uh, minus all of the vowels except for the initial I. Um, I've gotten very good at explaining that. You did that very well. And uh, go and check that out. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're interested in music at all uh, or, you know, if you're looking for new things, uh, if you're tired of your iTunes library and you're tired of listening to the radio and you've heard everything a million times you just want something new in your life, uh, we present a new album every week. Uh, for your enjoyment and there are clips of the songs in there so you can kind of get an idea of you know whether you like it or not and we also talk about uh, music news and uh, just pop culture in general uh, and kind of banter back and forth about that and we try to be as entertaining as possible and also informative uh, and so yeah well my friend it has been great having you on the show ladies and gentlemen check out imaginary sounds and we'll be right back right after this Today's episode of The Booterverse is brought to you by Corn Dogs. Corn Dogs, why wouldn't you want to put a hot dog in a lovely cornmeal cocoon? And now, for Booter Thoughts. Oh, sure you want to take a stairway to heaven, but I've got a better idea. Take an elevator. Oh, sure everybody wants to be all health conscious and take those stairs. Well, let me tell you something your Fitbit won't. An elevator is a heck of a lot easier. Oh, but the statistics make me feel so good inside. Right, yeah, you know what makes me feel good inside? A piece of pizza and a Diet Coke. That's right. So you need to lock it up, America, and stop taking those stairs. Because you know what? We made elevators for a reason. We're a nation that deserves to ride on the puffy clouds of air with cables and other electronical accoutrements. That's right, accoutrements. Why? Because you're worth it. Think of those stairways crowded with people trying to lose weight. America, this isn't what you were made for. You were made for something better. To get to heaven, you don't have to look like an angel. You just have to make sure you're dead. Now, I'm not saying you should go out and kill yourself, but what bad or harm is going to come from that extra piece of bacon? Nada. And why work that bacon off by 1,500 more stairs? It's not worth it. One piece of bacon is so much more than the stairs you could climb. You're better than that. And seriously, there's going to be enough bacon in heaven for you? Listen, if pigs can fly, why wouldn't there be bacon in heaven? It just makes sense. So America, stop taking those stairs and just ride that elevator to heaven. And that's been it for Booter Thoughts. Here on the Booterverse, we'd like to send a special thanks to Sonny Crooks for being on the show. We'd also like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. Of course, we'd like to thank Courtney and Sonny, who help on the production side, and to Quadrants, who composed our theme song. If you haven't had enough of me here, I'm also everywhere on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the handle TheBooter. And of course, we're also on Pinterest, because, you know, men should be on Pinterest? I know interstellar travel is a bit difficult, but the Booterverse is only a click away.